What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Yubcast Summer Edition episode. Here with the boys once again. We got actually not once again, bro. This is uh, our first run for uh, Jeremy. Uh, pan, pan. Pan to Jeremy, pan please. Pan to Jeremy. Pan to Jeremy. <laughs> it's okay. We got a new cameraman. And then we got Brian. Little B from the P. And JC back <laughs> with the back with the heat. Sheesh. All right, so we got a, a very uh, interesting topic for today. Uh, we're going to be talking about weapons in the church, and uh, it's a very controversial topic, uh, I guess we could agree, uh, because, you know, there's this, like, theology, or not theology, but, like, ideology that... Uh, a sentiment. Yeah, that Christians shouldn't have arms, you know? There's this, like, ideology that goes, and it's very... Uh, it's very double-sided because we have the Western culture that hardly believes that like, or not hardly, but truly believes that we should have weapons. But then we have kind of like the, uh, I would say even Hispanic culture that, you know, they're not really into like guns. Once they've like converted to Christ, they feel like they shouldn't have arms. And I've kind of grown up with that, you know, uh, growing up in a Hispanic culture, Hispanic church, you know, um, you know, my parents taught me, you know, guns aren't good. We shouldn't buy them. But as I got older, you know, I, I became like more uh, into like guns and stuff like that. And I started purchasing for myself. So I don't know. What do you guys think, you know, um, on this topic? Do you guys believe we should uh, as Christians own, you know, arms or or we shouldn't? Well, I think it's a pretty dense topic. And I think, you know, more than my personal beliefs, I think it's what does the evidence say of owning or not owning guns? And I think that's something that we're going to be discussing about. And I think that's more important than our personal opinions. But I think I think even uh, even then we can't we can't forget about sentiments and culture, right? I think um, I think maybe a lot of the older generation, uh, maybe our parents are, for example, first time Christians. Like, what if they came from a background with gang violence, you know, or or something? They lived on the streets, right? Their friends were thugging it out, right? they have a connotation in their mind about what owning a weapon means, right? We have to acknowledge this as well so that we can understand why, what is this why is this sentiment here? Like, why is there such a, like, a notion of, of Christianity being, you know, without weapons? You know, why, why is our, our pacifism equi um, equated to being without a firearm, you know? And, uh, yeah, I think for for I think that's one of those aspects that we, we need to consider. I think, you know, um, maybe a lot of people grew up equating guns with violence, right? And uh, we hear about it all the time on television. Whenever something violent is done with a gun, it's on the news, right? So, of course, for reaction knee jerk scenario, right? Like, what do people want to do? Like, I don't want my kids to have guns. I don't want them to become violent people, right? Does, True, does but then that, there's also that, you know, the bad guys have guns, you know, and if we don't have guns, we're going to be, like, you know, out, outweighed when it comes to a fight, you know. Uh, when it comes down to, like, am I protecting my family, you know, how do I do that, you know, without having guns, even though the other party that, you know, might come against my life or my family will have that, you know, option. You know, do I just, like, let it overtake, you know, that, that uh, overpower me, you know, and, like, just let it consume me? And, you know, those around me or do I fight back, you know, fire with fire. So, yeah, right. But how often have we been in that situation? Well, I wouldn't say myself in that situation, but just because I don't see myself in the situation doesn't mean I shouldn't be prepared for it. I, I think we should focus on on the issue at hand. And I think we'll, the 
the reason why there's so much controversy is because of the of the shootings, the mass shootings that there has been. And I actually want to give like a quick fact about mass shootings. So since the Columbine shooting, which was in 1999, um, there has been uh, 14 school shootings since 1999. But in comparison, there has been 23 church shootings since 1999. Yeah. So it's crazy to think that, it's crazy to think that, you know, like, it, like I'm not saying to downplay schools, no. but I don't think that church shootings have been talked about enough. Because honestly, I thought that school shootings were a bigger problem than church shootings. And it, it's crazy. And did you know that? So something interesting is that most of the shootings and the deadliest ones have been in Texas, which is a gun like good state. But even though like you could say, okay, well, this is because they have like like you know very like low gun laws you know like very like liber- like you know i guess like free- freedom for yeah. guns it's also that they have like one of the m- places that with the most churches with the biggest churches as well yeah so i think you need to look at all the confounding variables as well in order to come up with a conclusion you know true and um i mean i would say it, it has the most shootings right but when it comes to like just gun violence in general i want to say it's like one of the lowest states uh, I don't have, like, the actual statistics, but I want to say, like, uh, California is one of the highest uh, uh, gun violent states. Um, I would say um, where other cities like Chicago just alone is also known Detroit. to be. Yeah, Detroit. All these places, aside from just Texas alone, have higher gun violence in general. And, you know, we can put, you know, in a spectrum like gun violence as just mass shootings or we can look at it as, as a whole, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know. Just to, like, you know, get where we're talking about this topic, like, what has led us to this point, you know, and, like, the recreation of weapons from, like, the beginning of time, you know, they started off with swords, and, you know, what drew, like, what drove these people, you know, over generations to, like, create what we have, like, today, like, you know, weapons of mass destruction, aside from it, you know, like, it's been nothing but evil, you know, you want to have the upper hand on your enemies, right, so the, that's what, you know, promotes these people, kind of like the Cold War, if you put the Cold War into perspective, it was the U.S. going against the uh, the Soviet Union because they wanted to have the best weapons, even though... They're kind of just flexing on each other. You know? They didn't even use them, yeah. They just wanted to, like, be like, you know, you should be intimidated by the fact that I have the ability to, like, go, go like, hand-to-hand at war with you. And, you know, I was talking to JC about this story earlier that I actually overlooked a lot in the, in the Bible. And I was curious, you know, like, who was, like, the first battle, like, ever mentioned and in the Bible? And actually, so... The king, uh, or the the first one of the first rulers of, of Persia, or the, the the Persian kingdom, which is now known as Iran, um, actually uh, decided to go against uh, Lot, and he actually took a couple kings with him, and they all joined forces and they go against Lot in the Bible, and uh, they actually capture him, and uh, you know he's pretty much just outweighed, and you know he's now being captured by uh, all these people, but you know he, who's going to rescue him, and nobody less than Abraham. And the best part is, like, Abraham didn't have, like, the most elite, you know, or most numbered army, but it was, like, around 300 and something. 300. Man, uh, it was a couple more, right? But it says that he actually uh, gathers all his men, and he comes with, like, a strategy to, to get these guys out of camp at night. And that's exactly what they do. They go to this camp at night. Even though they know they're outnumbered, uh, they still go, you know, because they're getting lot back. And they do. They uh, they actually prevail. They get lot back, and the other teams like you know all the, all the soldiers flee. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, that's kind of like, you know, where like I would say like the beginning of like wars in the Bible starts, you know, um, you know, they didn't like shun down and like not just do nothing. You know, they were God's people. They were they were known to like, you know, be good fighters. So, so I think there's like a lot of like um, and I think these guys can back me up. I think there's a lot of like um, examples in the tr- in like the, the Bible that shows like a good use of weapons. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think maybe Jeremy has a couple examples. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think uh, something really interesting when I was reading the Bible um, in the in the book of Psalms, David's like, God, you trained my hands for war, you know, and I'm like, you know, OK, God trained them to to fight, fight. Yeah. You know, God trained them to be able to hurt people. And it wasn't, yeah. you know, it wasn't in an evil way. He was, of course, protecting his country. He was doing out of love for his people. Right. But. You know, I think it's something we have to take account of. Like, yeah, like there's violence in this world. God acknowledges that. We acknowledge that, you know. Like, what is our and, role and, in all this? And to add more examples, I feel like, for example, Nehemiah. Nehemiah at, Nehemiah is like in, in task with, you know, rebuilding the city. You know, he has to rebuild the walls. And as they're rebuilding, there's a lot of enemies surrounding them. And they, they literally have to be rebuilding with one hand, and with the other hand, they need to have a sword on them. Mm-hmm. So it just shows that, like, it's just that necessity. And there's other examples. Samson, he, he didn't have the best weapons, but he ended up killing, like, a thousand men with, like, what was it, like a... It was the jaw or... It was the jaw of a donkey, or was it the... Uh, something, like, crazy. Yeah, yeah it was, like, a, a bone. Pit. Yeah, it was a bone, a, I think. B- of an animal, and he, like... And he went Murdered crazy, like bro. a thousand, right? Was it a yeah, thousand? Yeah, it was a thousand. He said, oh. I, I, I killed a thousand men with with this. I think it was like the jawhide or something. Bro, like those times were like, a donkey, no? Yeah. yeah. So he, he might be right. It was the, the, the donkey. It was a donkey. Yeah, it was a donkey. It was the jaw of a bull, right? I mean, a donkey. So, yeah, yeah I mean, but, okay, now, these are good examples of like, of what, uh, you know, like God's people, you know, like using weapons. But there has also been examples of like, God's people misusing weapons and not just in the Bible, like just in a historical perspective, I want to say like, I, I wouldn't say like, okay, the Catholic church, you know, it's not, it's not the right church, you know, like it's not, they have like a lot of, you know, bad beliefs, but it paved the way to Christianity as we know it today. Right. Yeah. And you could tell like, for example, they had the crusades, you know, yeah, they went out on an all out war into Jerusalem. Oh, let's get back to promised land, you know, <laughs> killing like, you know, millions of people in their path like i bet you children women whatever was there in the name of god so like what do you guys think like you know there could be misuse and there could be good use even then well i think it's like it's a misuse but i think it's really interesting that they still didn't get that that land back you know (laughs) you know they actually captured it for like a couple years and then they got like but you know to like actually have it to this day you know Mm -hmm. like it just shows to like an extent like how god's people are covered and it's like, yeah, you might have had, like, some small victories, but overall, like, don't get comfortable. Like, yo, my people are coming back to stay. It, it was not God's yeah. timing for them to, like, recapture it, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I feel like they misused that, and, you know, a lot of people were slaughtered. I think that's a great example. Um, another, like, uh, I want to, like, sidetrack, but, like, uh, since we were talking about, like, David, uh, another thing, like, he, like, helped his people was, like, being brave enough to uh, fight a, a giant, but David didn't use like a sword, right? It, it was like the most like you know I would say like amazing fight because he just used the how do you say it in English the the lance sling yeah a it's sling. a sling it's like a slingshot and yeah. he picked up five rocks and he only used one, mm-hmm. 
And I was like, yo, like, he didn't, like, maybe he didn't need that at the time, but David still became a man of war to use the sword, you know? And he even cut David or Goliath's head with his own sword. That was pretty savage. <laughs> which I don't know if you guys catch this, but, like, later on when, when Saul is chasing uh, David to kill him, he actually repossesses the the sword from uh, it was Eliam, mm-hmm. and he he gives him the sword back to like protect himself from King Saul, which I thought was like, yo, like hey, the sword's back to like the rightful owner. And and, and the little detail about that story is like, where did he go to pick up that sword? He went to the temple. He went to a temple. Yeah, like uh, like that's where he got oh, refuge. Wait, but you know what's crazy? If you keep going a little further, you see that King Saul actually slaughters that temple, like. They killed everyone in there, yeah. priests included. He did not care about God. And technically, God was, I mean, Saul was God's chosen one. So you see both a great use of weapons and then a misuse of weapons again. Later on, by being punished with his own son's death. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he did get punished after that, yeah. you know? I feel like a, also a, a recent example that we've seen, like, of misuse of weapons and, like, both in a good scenario. I don't know if you guys have heard, like, about the recent shooting in that mall. Um, there was um, a there which, was a man that went into the which mall was this again? Uh, I I don't remember, but I remember seeing seeing I'm I'm not, I'm not so sure. I was talking about it yesterday, um, with JC and uh, one of the pastors at uh, at Harvest. Shout out to Harvest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but we were talking about uh, how an individual went into a, a bathroom with an AR, um, and I guess he was there for an hour, and after, as soon as he came out, he shot down three people in 15 seconds. Um, but at the same time, uh, another man that was just walking shopping with his with his uh, with his girlfriend, um, he was actually carrying a, a, a weapon on him as well. And he uh, just as as, uh, as soon as he's heard, this is all happened in 15 seconds. Um, the man started shooting the three uh, the the guy that came out of the bathroom started shooting these three people, killed them. But the other man, in those in the same amount of time, he he shot the man from 40 feet away. Um, and I'm with, like with a nine with, mil. With a nine mil. It was a, like the other video you showed me too. Earlier. Yeah. Oh yeah. So there was actually another a video about a church shooting actually. So like 2018, I believe. And yeah, I mean, I have the video, but I, I probably won't play it for you guys. But I mean, it's a crazy story. Like literally, this guy has a shotgun, and he's like sitting like kind of at the corner of the church. He's kind of all wearing all black, and then he goes up to the usher multiple times, and then he all of a sudden pulls out his shotgun, and then he, for a second he like. I feel like he didn't, like, he wanted to kill them, but at the same time, he kind of wanted, like, kind of, like, scare them a little bit, but there's a, a guy behind him that pulls out his gun, and then at that moment, he just, like, shoots the guy that's pulling out his gun, and then he shoots the usher, but luckily, there's a guy probably, like, I would, I probably, like, 10 meters or 20 meters away, and he, like, you know, pulls out his gun in that, like, three-second timeline, and then shoots him, preventing him from killing, like, so many other people. So if only two people of that congregation died because of that man that, you know, basically, like, was brave enough to, like, I'm going to take it out and I'm going to protect my, my church, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's kind of, like, the topic, like, I want to converse. Like, you know, what if we find ourselves in this situation, right? And uh, if you're armed, like, do you use your weapon uh, or do you try to, like, de-escalate the situation? Which is probably not, you know, not going to go your way. It's not way. possible if he's already shooting. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, you know, at this point, like, if churches were to, like, converse about this topic, like, would you take your chances on having an armed church or a disarmed church? I think it all comes down to, like, it comes down to, like, training, bro. Because if you have a bunch of people that are not trained and they don't know how to use that weapon, 
and they're just like gonna be like crazy and start like shooting everywhere. I think they're more of a danger than the than the shooter itself. Yeah. Because then that's just friendly fire all around, and I mean, you know, that's probably like the worst scenario. But I feel like if you have like a trained individual, a couple of trained individuals in your church, that you know they like basically told the pastor and leadership, hey, I'm gonna be carrying a gun, you know, and mental checks are run on them, making sure that they're like mentally capable and you know have. I mean, honestly, it would be nice if they were like law enforcement or something like that, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I think there should certainly, I, I think I agree with you. I think there should be certainly like um, kind of a standard to, to be able to carry, especially like in a place like a church or even like a school. Because um, I don't think like, <laughs> obviously, I don't think anybody should like just anybody like, oh, here's a gun. Uh, protect yourself. Like, I, sh- I feel like there should be pro- like a proper um, like sort of like a test or something i don't, I don't know there's i not mean really, there is like background checks but how yeah. how good are they it should be like i do believe that it, this should be like um the ability capacitated like the they should yeah. be capacitated to be able to protect people not just hand it a tool a deadly tool mm-hmm. like it, it's like anything really a, a gun is a tool that's what it is um and i know i was talking to jose shout out jose uh <laughs> jose was actually saying that uh as it was, we were talking about that yesterday actually um he was saying that uh, a weapon is, is is a tool is what it is like you can take you can use anything as a weapon really uh if if it's put in the wrong hands right um so let's say like a construction worker walks around with a hammer they're using it to hammer nails but obviously anyone else can grab a hammer and hit someone with a head in the head with it right yeah so mm-hmm. i mean it's the same thing with a gun right a gun is I mean, or like any type of weapon really um, can be used to defend yourself rather than go attack people, right? Um, yeah. And I think I think that's that's something. Yeah, I think if I were to have this conversation with uh, one of my dear friends, Oscar Haro, I know you're gonna watch this video because <laughs> we're gonna make this a real. And he was sharing with me that uh, a church actually reached out to him. He's not like very like into like uh, you know like religion or Christianity, but this Christian uh, church reached out to him. And they were going to have, like, this men's conference. And they invited him just for the sole fact that he's a train uh, and gun, you know, owner. He has a CCW. He has everything he needs to, like, you know, protect himself, his family, and, you know, anybody around him. And he said they invited him to a camp. He's, like, just the, the, the fact that he was a, a carrier. And there he said, well, I got there, and it turns out he wasn't the only one, right? So I kind of like a hook, right? Hey, let's mm-hmm. get this man to Jesus. You know, but let's make him feel like he's the one protecting us. <laughs> when in fact, Jesus is protecting us. Well, I wouldn't say, okay, you just said Jesus protecting Cause you. Because I'm going, I'm going to that. Okay, okay. Well, look, I feel like in a, in a perfect world, we wouldn't be having to carry weapons around mm-hmm. and yeah. having to protect ourselves. But the fact is that we don't live in a perfect world. And, exactly. And, you know, Brian mentioned something that people should be qualified. But I think... Uh, qualifications can be deceiving you know i feel like and to share with you guys a story um there was a shooting that the deadliest church church shooting ever was uh carried out by by a veteran actually and he worked with the uh with the air force and even though this man had like a lot of like criminal like you know past he was still able to get a firearm he was still able to like do this like crazy stuff even though he had like felony charges for child abuse and like and, you know, he basically beat up a, uh, his stepson and, like, basically uh, fractured his school. And yet he wow. was still able to get a gun and kill 26 people. But, you know, what's crazy is that if it wasn't for, like, another man that saw him, like, sh- start shooting, he would have even killed even more people. So it's like, 
like where's the balance you know we don't live in a perfect society and like like no one is like i would say like like that perfect person that you would want to be having having them carry a gun you know yeah i agree as well because i know they're like even us i know there's been a point in our lives where we're not all mentally stable right there's like times when we're maybe someone's depressed uh maybe they're not you know obviously when you get things like anxiety or things like that you're not thinking straight um that can happen to anybody it's not just a mental illness or like just any uh i don't know just criminal past or anything like that i I do believe that it's like it can happen to anybody um i don't know what do you guys think i think i think you know how you're feeling all the time you know yeah i think i think it's up to your own convictions you know like Mm -hmm. hey like i don't feel well today I don't want to be around weapons. Don't be around weapons, you know? Mm-hmm. I yeah. think most of the people are okay most of the time. I think, no. I think the right person is not, you know, tripping about having a gun uh, all the time on them, you know? I, I'm, there's people that live with a gun on their hip, like, almost 24 hours, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know you, <laughs> you know what? You look at me. You know what? I feel like Brian brought an interesting point, and if he... Um, Brian brought an interesting point because he said not not all the time we feel like you know like our mental state is not the best, but also if you look at like shooters, school shooters or church shooters, whatever, like all of them like have a pattern of behavior that comes from years and years of years. So it's not like they woke up one day and they were like, oh, I'm not feeling it. I'm gonna go shoot up someone. Mm-hmm. No, it was, like, years of behavior that, you know, they demonstrated that they were, like, something was off about them. Yeah. And and you could see, like, after someone does, like, a huge shooting, they, like, there's so many people come out, like, hey, like, this guy, he was always weird, you know, he did this. He told me before that about, like, shootings that, that he might commit one or something like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, if, that makes me be like, bro, if someone went up to you and told you, bro, I'd probably shoot someone up, aren't you not going to, like, report it? Like, it's probably, like, your duty as a civilian to report him. Like, you're not snitching, bro. Or even just to get them help, like, before it goes on, right? Because there's, there's multiple situations, right? Because I, I feel like that it also starts, like, with the people around them. Yeah, there's always like, a reason. Like, people around them, obviously, like, if they go through years of bullying or, or just even trauma that just happens in their household, the people around them are the most responsible, I think, to because it doesn't just go on to one person, I, I, I like, like you're saying, um, and it just doesn't happen overnight. It, I, I feel like even for us, like as respons- like we're all responsible for each other, right? Like yeah. To to influence each other, and if you see like obviously, um, someone that maybe is like threatening or like saying, "Oh, I want to do this to the, this person," or "I want to hurt somebody," um, that's kind of like a sign to be like, "Okay, you need we need to have a talk with you. We need to get you some help, right?" Like, yeah. It, it's, so, it's a sign. So I mean, what I'm hearing is that maybe you should like, you know, if you see someone like kind of down or like mm-hmm. something's going on with them, you know, talk to them. And I feel like as Americans, like we kind of don't feel that duty mm-hmm. to like, you know, care about our neighbor or like ask him like what's going on or stuff like that. And I think this speaks about a greater like problem in America, which is mental health, which we're actually going to have a full episode about, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, I don't know, Marcos, I, I don't know if you want to have anything to touch on that. Um, I think I think mental health is probably one of the things that is leading to this conversation, right? Yeah. Because well, yeah, because mental health has a big part on the like the mass shooting side of it, mm. and you know it leads people to like want to ban all guns, right? That's why we're like sitting here right now is because there's this mass shootings. Mass shootings create controversial topics of whether we should even be allowed to have guns, 
but it always leads me to the same, you know, like rebuttal, which is like, you know, criminals are going to get hands on guns, guns. regardless. Right. Mm -hmm. And people will tell me, well, that's a tired argument, you know, but it's a fact, you know, you know, uh, people in Chicago, most of the people in Chicago don't illegal. have. Yeah. They're all getting illegal guns. They're all having shootouts and they're retrieving these illegal guns. Right. But actual citizens that, you know, want to protect themselves go about the reasonable way of getting these things. And um, kind of like I kind of had like a solution for that, which would be having like uh, like mental assessments more mm -hmm. often. If you're going to have a gun license, I believe you should have a mental assessment, whether it's yearly uh, or quarterly, you know, uh, if it is it has to come to that point, just so we know that the people handling guns are actually mentally sane. Yeah. Um, yeah and I mean... I think mental health has been something like coming into the light more recently. Um, looking at a statistic, it looked like 1997 to 2017, gun deaths in the United States had gone up by 33%. Yeah. You know, and uh, we're talking mental health. Like, is this the main factor why gun violence is going up? Like, I kind of, in my opinion, I see like, you know, we're we're going towards a society that doesn't have some underlying moral um, yeah. foundation, to put it that way. We don't have, uh, we don't have, uh, it's not common to say like, yeah, we believe in respect, but we don't believe in saying hi to our neighbor, right? Mm -hmm. we, don't, mm -hmm. we don't believe in reaching out, you know, to someone like, maybe not, they're not even in need, like just to someone, just to see how they're doing, like emotionally, right? We don't believe in connection anymore mm -hmm. because it's all on, on this, right? Yeah. And this is incredibly isolating, right? Phones are incredibly isolating. Technology, like, we believe it connects us, right? But re really, like, if I don't want to see people, they're blocked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Blocked, right? There's, pe like, social media, maybe, yeah, it connects a few to, to a crowd, you know, but it also, you know, it also makes outcasts of many. And I think... Um, I think just that lack of societal like warmth, you know, like we don't care for one another. Uh, I think that's what's destroying people. And like, and uh, just to add to that, the the lack of foundation in people, like it's leading to a sense of lack of purpose, right? Purposelessness plus, you know, heartlessness in other people. Like, is this what is creating all these mass shootings? You know? Yeah. I I think, you know, part of the problem is that we're looking at. We're looking at the wrong problem. We think that owning guns is, like, the reason for these mass shootings. And like Jeremy said, it's mental health. And I wanted to talk about, um, you know, during World War II, before World War II. So before even the Nazis had taken control of the German government, their government had required people to register who owned guns. And, of course, the people that, that registered themselves were, like, law-abiding citizens. And they even included, like, their race, you know, Jews, yeah. you know. And when the Nazis took over, they, had a list. they literally knew where to go, who to find, and they actually went and did that. They confiscated, cons cons uh, yeah, weapons, and they basically, like, left them defenseless. So, like, I see that a lot that people are, like, scared of, like, if everyone was registered, who owns a weapon, and, like, based on, like, you know, their gender, their, their, I mean, nationality, like stuff like that. It only leads to like there a point where maybe, you know, maybe the government comes in and takes everything and then just leaves you vulnerable, you know? Yeah. 
So I feel like maybe we should not focus so much on, you know, like weapons because weapons are going to be around. I mean, if you look at in England, there's like guns are banned, but like people will be stabbing each other like left and right, bro. And, and obviously a knife is not as deadly as a gun, you know, but I mean, murder is murder, man. And, I mean, like, banning weapons as a whole, like, let's say it was nationwide. We're looking at this uh, as a perspective. We're all city boys, right? We all live in, like, crowded city cities. <laughs> uh, but if we were to look at it at a perspective, like, let's say you're living, like, in Montana, Utah, somewhere where people, like, you know, live, you know, more secluded, and they actually hunt, you know, what would be, like, hares or deer to actually survive off these foods. Like, you know, you have to also consider that they have rights, too. And, you know, if you were to be taking these, you know, as a whole, like, completely banning weapons, you'd actually have to restrict them, too. You see, I see that a lot. I see that argument. And I, I've used the argument, oh, well, people need to hunt. And then people are like, well, well, they don't really need an AR-15 to go hunt a deer. They really don't. And it, it's just facts. Like, people don't need an AR-15. The reason you have an AR-15 is mostly for protection, to be honest. Like, you can use an AR-15 to go hunting. Don't get me wrong, but to be honest, you'd probably rather get, like, a bolt action. But at the same time, um, like, you could have an AR-15, right? And it shoots a, you know, you could either get a two two three, or a five five six, right? Either one, either or. And if you were to get, like, let's say a Ruger 14, which shoots the same exact caliber, you know, people were to look at them side by side and be like, one looks more menacing than the other, but they do the same damage. You know, so I feel like, you know, we have like this misconception that the AR-15 or the AK-47 are like these super deadly weapons, but all weapons will do the same damage. You know, they all shoot to kill, you know. So I feel like if we put them all in the same spectrum, like, would you not ban like shotguns first because of the damage that the shotgun does? Uh, or what would you think on that? Or would you ban like also knives, right? Since we have more uh, killings in the U.S. or just nationwide with with knives, you know, just because it looks menacing doesn't mean it does more damage than all these other guns that are on the market. It's just like the AR-15 has been like criminalized a certain way or portrayed a certain way that that people think that it shoots faster or that it does more damage or you can kill more people at once. But the fact is, you can get something else and do the same amount of damage. Why? Why are there some? Why is there such a dis, uh, misconception around certain weapons? You know, like well, the, I, I feel the power. like I lack feel of like education. That lack of education and uh, something that the media loves doing is always putting something as like you know they need a selling point, right? So what gun can they put up as like the worst looking gun? Which one will sell us more newspaper, right? And it'd be the AR-15, right? Because you know it, looks it has like the M4. It has all these nice cuts, right? You can put all these attachments on it. Uh, but the reality is it's just like any other gun. And, you know, um, if you were to go to, like, the Middle East, they would not use an AR-15 because they know that it would jam, you know, more often than their AK-47. And they don't criminalize the AK-47 as much. And you can get your hands on AK-47 just as easy as an AR-15. By the media, would you include Hollywood? I would include Hollywood. I would include CNN. Everything, Everything that sells, you know. Mm -hmm. they all have a, They all play a part in this, you know. Um, but, I mean, that's just the world we live in, right? If they have something against you or a certain thing, they're going to portray it as a bad thing. I think uh, going on to a little bit of a different aspect is that, you know, and something that uh, Jose just reminded me of is uh, government. You know, I feel like our, our country was formed, you know, basically there was an oppressive government. And if it wasn't for them having weapons, we would still live under the oppression of, of 
the, the Britain, Britain, you know? Yeah, Britain. And, uh, and you know, so I feel like in the Second Amendment says you have the right to bear arms and, and, and to have a, a, a well-regulated militia, am I right? Yeah. I think it's that's the wording. wording. And a lot of people were like, oh, well, they mean, they meant like muskets and like, and you know, like guns that you have to like reload super slowly, you know? But I want you to look at it as the, look at the disparity between guns and the the gov- and the guns that the government owns, and then so, and look at it, the disparity then versus now. So before, there was cannons, there was muskets, and there was like uh, and you know battleships. You know like they would come in with like a bunch of cannons. You know, bro, I'd rather get shot by an AR-15 than a cannon, bro. I okay, don't know. Oh, okay, no, no, <laughs> but this is not the argument though. The argument is this. Is look at the oh disparity. So that the the colonial army, the colonial army had both both muskets and they had cannons as well. And so, if if you know regular people could own that stuff, they were able to compete with the government. Even though that the the British army was like way more like with a lot more money, and better supplied, yeah. you know. But in you know the disparity between weapons was not that great, you know. And so. To say that that the that the founding fathers only thought that you should own a musket and you know own like these weapons is not according because they were trying to like prevent another oppressive government from taking control. And so let's look at the disparity between weapons that civilians can own versus weapons that the government has. So uh, and, you know if you live in California, you can have a ten-round magazine. You need a uh, on your gun. You can have an AR-15, which is probably like the highest like weapon you can have apart from an AK-47. Yeah. And no semi-auto. You can't have the side fire stock, right? Side fire. Yeah. Well, you get the option. You can either have like uh, the side the the butt stock, right? And uh, and you have like a, a non-adjustable stock. So, or and you have to do the uh, also the fin the um, the, the button, right? The the button and the fin. Right, you have to do all these like. So you can have a pistol grip. Yeah, you can have a pistol grip. So you have to change all these things to even be allowed. And I know this for so because I own one. I had to do all these modifications uh, based on what California says, right? Just to be able to own one. And you know, it's it's a great looking gun, all that. Like I said, I know for a fact there's a gun out there that does more damage. But we've also regulated it to a certain way that it's probably less effective now. If you were in California, I'm saying. You know, just by the comfort of it, it's probably like a less effective weapon to use, um, probably than other states. But yeah, yeah. And so back to the disparity. Now, if you look at what what type of weapons do the, the does the government have? I mean, look around. I mean, technology has grown so much. I mean, bro, nukes. Bro, what's the weapon? Weapons. What's the weapon they lend to Israel? Um, they have oh, the, the Iron Dome. The Iron Dome. The Iron Dome, bro. Like nothing can touch you because you got the Iron Dome. No, but I mean, just like in general, wait, wait, like wait. weapons, bro. And hand grenades. Did, they have they so just, many things, bro. Didn't they just release like some briefing on like a DNA weapon or something like that? Oh yeah, yeah, you're like, right. Like some crazy like James Bond next level. And like, then you, weapon, sh- you like, also showed me the shock, the shockwave one. Oh yeah, now they have like uh, energy weapons where basically they can um, stop bullets. It was Boeing, right? I think it was Boeing. They're creating energy shields so they can, so they can stop. You know. Um, so like, if you were to look at like fragments, we were just talking about Marvel the other day, right? Uh-huh. If you look at like Wakanda, bro, like you know, like the shield yeah, yeah, outside. That shield? I, I kid you not, their their picture that depicts it has the same style shield that coming in like oh, the wow. same way. I don't know if you guys have seen the. Uh, there's a this one get briefed a while ago, but it was like a heart attack gun. Like I guess they they, they, they like. It was oh like, yeah, they made one. It was like they briefed was, by the CIA. I, I don't know it if it's like, a conspiracy or what it was, but. But it was like it was like a, I believe a it. gun that gave people heart attacks, and that's how they. I don't know. 
But, uh, bro, imagine, all right, so I'm not saying that a civilian should own these weapons by it. No, 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 they shouldn't. They really shouldn't. Don't get me wrong. They shouldn't. But should a government, like, even have these weapons in the first place, to well, be honest? Well, the argument is the next country has it. The next country has it, you know? Yeah. Obviously, so we can't stop that, right? We, we're not going to be able to stop, like, a government from producing stuff like that. Yeah, we but can't why regulate. continue restricting our, 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 our civilians when our government has, like, all these crazy weapons, bro? And the, the thing is that I feel like I'm more scared in the future when there's going to be AI because AI is going to have very little morals compared to humans yeah because like right now of course you know the government can only do so much because they rely on humans you know that have family here in the united states so they they can't 100 percent control you and, and force their soldiers to do, do something like super immoral you know because they're gonna be like I, i'm a human at the end of the day you know but imagine if they switch to ai soldiers bro you think they would like and I'm not even trying to be political, bro. It's just technology. You think AI is going to be uh, merciful? Bro, you wake up one morning and they're like, yeah, Elon Musk, uh, Elon Musk robot just killed him. Like, yeah, I need my guns back. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not turning into my guns, bro. But yeah, like we're advancing so much in technology. Like uh, we're going to get to that point. Like, and they're still trying to push for us to not have them. I wanted to share like the last one, uh, which I, I sent you guys a video earlier. It was uh, Sean Moon. And this guy has like this big church. Uh, in Pe in Pennsylvania, and like he, like all all of the members are armed armed mm -hmm. citizens. They're all Christian, faith based, and um, and he truly believes that um, they should have armed because he says, you know, uh, I want to say it's borderline cult. It is. It is a it yes, is a cult. It is a cult. It <laughs> is a cult. But he had some valid points, right? Because he says that a lot of arguments that come against them, like whether like Christians should own guns was like well the bible says or jesus said you know if they slap you uh turn the other cheek right mm -hmm. and he said that you know he didn't believe in that you know uh because he also brought up scripture and it said in like luke 22 where jesus is you know preparing to be crucified he tells his disciples he's like um if you don't have a sword sell your cloak and buy one Mm -hmm. And he says, like, you know, the whole cheek thing was, like, more of, like, a vengeance thing. Like, if somebody's already wronged you, like, you know, just turn the cheek and, like, let it go. Or about, like, disrespect, you know. And just disrespect in general. He's like, but he's like, but uh, my God is a God that has protected his people over time with the use of their weapons. You know, so um, just looking at history, looking at what we've brought, like, what has brought us here today. You know, like, I truly believe, like, you know, if you are a Christian, you should be allowed or... Uh, if you're convicted in such a way that you should be allowed to have a weapon, then, you know, so be it. I, I think God is a God of justice. Yeah, for sure. And I don't think God will ever justify murder. But I, I truly believe that God, if he sees you like you're truly protecting your family, your friends with a weapon, he's going to take that into account, bro. And he, sure. it's not going to be like a guy that's going to be like, oh, oh, well, you did it. You did it. You know, he's going to look at context and everything and the way that your heart was like, you Posture. know, he looks at your heart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think just because you, you're you're a Christian, you should like refrain yourself from protecting yourself. In general. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, uh, like just like like to the viewer, um, you know, you guys are all like open to even comment on this. Like, what do you guys think on it? Like, put it below. Like, uh, are you somebody that's pro Second Amendment, you know, pro having guns? Or what are your reasons yeah, for... Yeah, if, if you have a reason why you don't believe in guns, like, yeah, if we you have would a reason, love to hear it. Yeah, post why you believe that we shouldn't have guns, you know? 
Um, and yeah, I mean, just to wrap it up, I know we can go on and on about this topic because it's so broad, but I mean, we just wanted to like kind of get an input from everybody here and what you guys think on this because it's a topic that's going around right now. And yeah, I think if we want to wrap it up, I think, you know, I think what we covered was that we talked about, you know, the banning guns might not be the solution, right? Um, for your community, for your society, right? But what is gonna help your society like go out there and spread love guys mm-hmm. like go yeah, out there sure. and and show up for your neighbor for sure like how are you like how are you doing today like check on people yeah yeah spread love guys yeah. and, and i feel like just i know like this can be a controversial topic but we're not here to indoctrinate you guys we're just here to inform you guys have a conversation so i just want to leave it like that because you know we are <laughs> we are a yeah. non-profit organization you know so <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up, guys. Uh, let's end with prayer. Um, Father God, I thank you for the, uh, the privilege to be here today and, and talk about this topic, Lord. You give us the ability to talk about these things, Lord, and, and bring light to them, Lord. And I just, I pray for everybody's safety, Lord, that we live in, in these harsh times where we know you, you're, your coming is near, Father God, and, and we, we want to prepare for that, Lord Jesus, and we just ask that you help us protect each other and love each other at the end of the day, Father God. So I pray for the viewers. I pray for everybody here, Father God. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank right, you guys, guys for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe. It's you.